Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Look, real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can fill it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, balls of life, giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do, clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Shit, know what we're saying, doing. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use, the culture was out of hand. But now that I've reached, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art, the shock, oh, with it, keeping the beats on the block, don't miss it. Welcome to the city, stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Welcome back, welcome back. You're now tuned into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. It's your boy DJ Focus checking in on this uh, Get Real Monday. Hey, it's your girl Dice Gamble in the building. Checking in on this Get Real Monday. Mm-hmm. Hope you guys had a great weekend. I know I did. Doing absolutely nothing but sleeping, so... <laughs> Getting some rest, catching up, so I can be ready for this Monday. Mm-hmm. What you do, focus? Listen, ain't <laughs> listen to the same thing. Let's be very clear. No, so I took it back. So I we rest on Saturday. Okay, we did a little resting on Saturday. Yesterday we did a little resting, but we also went to um we went to the Browns preseason game too as well. Ooh. So I did I did get out and go to the football game a little bit. You know that was cool. Okay. It's preseason, I don't need to get geeked up with preseason, but it's still always good atmosphere. Football is my favorite sport, so yes, I am very much looking forward to my Sundays. Let's be very clear; they are for the Lord and football. The Lord. And if you, no, no, you, if you bother that, it's going to be problems. Pray for me. I'm not there yet. Pray for me. My wife is. I, 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 I shout out to my wife. She loves me with all her heart. She understands. Okay, like, she gets. I won't. Be, no, no, I won't. Let's be very clear. We go to church in the morning. Okay, she knows about noon, twelve thirty ish. She knows it'll let me be until about nine o'clock at night. Now, that's gonna be a real reality. I'm watching football. <laughs> I'm in the dungeon, as, as she would say. He down in the dungeon. I sure am watching football. So yes, I'm looking forward to it. Football season. All the great little comfort foods and grilling and everything we do. So yes, looking forward to it. I love it. What's the what's the driver? Why do guys like football so much? Well, I can only speak for me. Me personally, it's my favorite sport. I was very good at it. Um, I, unfortunately, I came up in an age where we didn't have all this, you know, YouTube videos and senior highlights. So I, you know, we had to uh, make a VHS uh, <laughs> tape highlight reel of us and send it out to all the different colleges and you know back in the early 90s that was you know a dime a dozen so yeah i think i would have been you know if i was in today's uh world sports wise Mm -hmm. until i don't know this is my favorite sport i've always loved it i I grew up playing all sports Mm -hmm. um i didn't except for soccer i played everything but soccer but of course football was my favorite my Mm -hmm. next favorite would be basketball 
sports. I don't know. It's just for me. I just love the I love the game. I love full contact sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it's, I just love it. So I've, I, I, this is something I've been doing since I've been a kid, though. So I remember my father taking me to games. I'm serious. Maybe I was five or six. You know, kindergarten, first grade, and just always been in love with the game. So this is something I've been doing all my life. Every Sunday, literally every at church. Sunday, all my life. Nice. We would we go home and we would watch the foot. We watch football after church on Sunday. Mom, mom would probably cook us a nice dinner and mm-hmm. pops or my cousins. We watching football. So I've been doing this since, like I say, literally six or seven years old. This is not not something I just started doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's intriguing, and um, I, I mean, I honestly, I never thought about it till you just mentioned, hey, the, you know, Sundays of football, you know, Lord and football. But that's everybody. People who didn't play football. You know, people who can't play football. Football grossed last year $11 billion during the season. And we know that's not the total amount. That's just the reported amount, you know, minus all the little extras that come into play. And uh, by 2027, they said they are projecting it will be making $27 billion a a season. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Football seems like it's here to stay. Obviously... Everybody's bought in, and it's a thing. I I enjoy it, but I just you know I didn't I don't enjoy it because I played it. I just enjoy it because it other food. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> it's the food for me. I know it's gonna be food, especially during football season. Good food, okay. A lot of food, leftover food, you know, delicious food, finger food, just all kind of food. Happiness, fun, laughs, and food. So um, yeah, shout out to football. Hmm. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Once again, you're tuned into the fix, and of course, our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. Yeah. And listen, we got another hot show for you guys today, Kings and Queens. Listen, we uh we got a good uh, real talk topic today. Uh, Dice said, you know, it's time we start having these conversations about our attitudes. You know, so we, that's right. Our real talk topic today is attitudes. You know. You got, you got a good one you got a bad one you know yeah. how are you approaching it I don't know <laughs> I think that's just gonna be it <laughs> you laugh <it's... laughs> yes, I don't know hey. I, I think a lot of people like go oh, wait a minute wait a minute what, you know, what are y'all talking about yeah, we talking about attitudes we talking about attitudes you know? today you know they say that your attitude determines your uh, what is it your latitude so how high you go is gonna be based on your attitude you know I think there's a lot of judgment out there from people who um you know, they're superstars or they're famous or they they have a huge get to do or they own something or they're whatever. And you kind of like look at them like, ah, why did they get to do A, B and C? I promise you it's connected to the attitude that they have uh, concerning what they get to do. So we're going to talk about it today. Attitude, your attitude. <laughs> well, are you representing the gospel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how so? You know, your attitude could determine how people receive that from you. You know, I know a lot of people, they're always running around, you know, saying a lot and people don't receive it. They're very knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. But we know that the Bible speaks about knowledge and wisdom and understanding. So today we're going to understand that attitude. Y'all going to text somebody, call somebody, look, send a a flyer to their inbox or whatever. But we're going to get into some attitude today. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. This, we also have another exclusive interview for you guys today. Uh, we're gonna go on the West Coast trip again today. We're gonna uh, go out, you know, out to the Bay Area, uh, have a little conversation with our brother Q Heen, the Redeem. 
Uh, we're going to definitely, uh, you guys definitely don't want to miss that exclusive interview. Uh, my brother has a powerful testimony. He also, you know, he has mm-hmm. a heart for the people. He has a passion for his community and just building mm-hmm. up uh, believers. And yeah, listen, he, he he got some jokes for you too as well. He's he a pretty <laughs> solid guy. I, I appreciate a well-rounded person. You know, love the Lord. You know, got some jokes for you. You know, just make you feel like you have a great conversation. So yeah, mm-hmm. definitely want to keep it exclusive interview let's get into some music let's whoa let's go wake up it's monday morning i pray that y'all had some great time with the lord this morning y'all got some devotion in your spirit if you're on your if you're at work you know uh, come on let's have a great productive day if you're getting up or if you're at uh, on your way to work you know mm-hmm. get work get to work safe mm-hmm. and if you're getting up come on get up stop laying in that bed <laughs> stop hitting that street. Get, up, get on up out that bed get that's right wake up wake up listen we got uh since we're going on the west coast we might as well start it off right dice we got music okay. on the way from Randy P and Scooty Wop also okay. got some Mike yeah um, right now though let's go uh, Bizzle keep it locked you're tuned in to The Fix and The Fix is in you tune back into The Fix your source for faith infused hip hop R&B and poetry right here on Sirius XM channel 154 Holy Culture Radio you already know the usual suspects again DJ Focus Dice Gamble and listen, Dice, you know, every now and then we, we have to go, uh, you know, on our little West Side little trip. Come you know what I'm saying? Side, yeah. Let everybody know. You know, the beautiful <laughs> thing about CHH, man, we, we, we got people everywhere, man, that are just yeah. making noise and uh, been doing it for a long time. Um, I, I, I think this is another silent assassin we got on the line right now mm-hmm. who's, uh, you know, he humble about it. He, he does what yeah. he needs to do. But uh, he could flex if he really wanted to flex. But I, I'm I'm so grateful that uh, he's taking care of kingdom business yeah. on the West Coast for us. So listen, help us welcome in. Listen, a super a super talented artist, mm-hmm. Kuhim the Redeem. What's going on, brother? Oh man, blessings, man. You said ten years ago, Jesus altered my life through the holy culture, urban rebirth with Jehovah Dosha. So you know, I've been keeping up, man. Salute to you guys. Much love and much respect. You know, I'm a um, a follower of everything CHH, and uh, you guys been moving and shaking too. I salute two guys. You know what I mean? Kingdom move. So, hallelujah. Amen. 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 Listen, can you share a little bit of your faith story with the people? Maybe how you develop your own personal relationship with Christ before we get into all the dope stuff you do. Ah, oh, man. It's, I always like to say my life is like an onion. There's many layers, and they all make you kind of started uh, in uh, 96, man. And Eckler, first of all, I used to rap with a guy named Mac Dre. Uh, people in the Bay Area, people heard of E-40 and Mac Dre. I'm from a small town called Vallejo. And uh, this is the place where the hyphy movement and all of that was birthed. And I was born in the Country Club Press, right where Mac Dre is from, uh, same block. And I was raised in that. And I don't know, it was by the grace of God that I survived that. And so I started off uh, with, as an artist called uh, Red Rum. They used to call me Mr. Red Rum. Nice. And so we indulged and, and lived that type of life. And and um, the first time you heard me on a track was was the Rompilation. And Mac Dre's album before he passed, called, his album's called Stupid Doodoo Dumb. Speaking of going dumb and hypey. And so even in the midst of that, God uh, saved me. And then he used us as a catalyst. Uh, I, I, I got saved... Um, Right then, we used a, a, a catalyst to start the, the prayer area, what we call the prayer area. The guys like uh, out here in the Bay, you have uh, salute to Miles Minix. He got it cracking too. He's like the Come second coming or the second generation of the hyphy. But uh, right before him, you had just a ton of guys like Seven, like Mustafa, um, 
in church ministries and we just had an underground movement of urban missionaries through uh, hyphy music or through the hyphy culture, preaching the gospel, doing street, mem- street ministry. And so that's kind of what it started from. And so um, I just, and my life has been one of those type of life. I, I was so deep into the streets and into that culture, I always had to press reset a lot. You know what I mean? I didn't have one of those stories where everything fell off at the one time. At one time, I had to literally press reset, get mm-hmm. deliverance. God will mm-hmm. restart me. You know the scripture that says, "He who began a good work in you, sure to finish that to thing. Come on to now. the day, mm-hmm. to the day, Christ Jesus." Mm-hmm. And so now I think I've come to a maturity to where I've been just walking with the Lord, and now we see uh, that God still has something to say through me, and so that's what we're doing. With the thank you for another day is my letter single. Man. That was it in a nutshell. Man. <laughs> He gave us some good details, folks. He gave us some good details. You asked the man a question. He went from point A to point B quickly. And we know that's not yeah. all of the story, but that's definitely enough to, to paint a good picture of just what God has brought you from and some of the things that God is yeah. bringing you to. Um, can I ask you, though, like, where did the teaching aspect come from? Because that's a part of your ministry. And uh, we have a lot of people on the show. They're in the music or they do music or they produce or whatever, but they're not like... Teach, and I'm saying teaching because I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, there's a part of you that, um, yeah. yeah, does a little something different. I think, so I think that comes from personal, just digging in the word for myself. And one day, uh, God, I went to this men's conference, and God was like, "You being greedy, and you need to start in 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 your own small way, uh, start giving this back." And so, mm-hmm. you know, we look at all of our other ministers around us, and I was like, "I don't sound like him, or I don't sound like a pontificator." And so uh, I started this thing called Bible Study with the Cuddy. And so uh, being a Cuddy just means from the crest where Mac Dre is from. And uh, they call us Cuddies. That's our uh, terms of endearment. And so I said, you know what? Well, I'm going to do something to just reach out to my small group. And uh, I was looking in the Word and I seen that Jesus made an impact by impacting his people in a 50 mile radius from where he was at. So while I'm in this season, I'm going to use what tools I have and just throw it out there uh, in a plain and simple way. And so I guess you call it teaching. I just call it people are just following my Bible study and my own personal devotion time. So mm-hmm. as I get into Proverbs that morning, I'll say, let me give you, let me let y'all get y'all beak wet on the Bible study too. So that's Bible, Bible study, study with the cutty. Listen, I love listen, it. Listen, 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 I love it too as well. And, and, and I love the fact, uh, Q, that you you have a heart, man, um, for your people, and, and, and you haven't left your people. Can you talk about the importance of that by you, mm-hmm. you know, being able to, you know, you started off in the secular world and you made your way over this way. But I know for a fact you probably have a lot of the great relationships you had from back in the day when you run into some of your people that you did music with or just some of your partners you came up in the hood with being authentic enough to where they respect you for who you are and the transitions that you made in your life. But you also just being able to still relate to them and be able to touch them, because I think that to your point. The street ministry is so important and a lot of people don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And they sit behind, you know, the four walls every Sunday and act like that's the real street ministry when it's not. You have to touch your people to, mm-hmm. and, and walk with your people because, you know, we, we believe what we see uh, mm-hmm. a, a, as uh, people who are who, who don't have that spiritual maturity off the top. So talk about the importance of you just being able to still do that and relate to everybody you came up with or just your mm-hmm. circle. I mean, uh, when I first got saved, 
feel the honey on some stuff. I ran for my people. You know what I mean? It's like God, mm. I spent the season just uh with me and God, and I didn't want to do nothing with that world. World, but mm. uh, some people gravitate towards me, man. They came like Nicodemus by night and be like, Teddy, man, I need you to pray, pray for me. The feds just came and showed wow. me on on tape. So different people would come. And so what I start doing, uh, salute the wordsmith and the neighborhood hope dealer. Uh, we start just on purposefully coming out to where they at and on purposely giving people that might not go to church. Mm. We were like, well, can you work the grill? Mm. Uh, or could you help uh, hand out the toys to the kids? And so mm. you don't have to go to church or be saved like me. And so what we found is um, that even uh, giving them a position of serving and just mm. serving a community, people have heard the gospel mm. and made a decision. And so those people are, are taking their slow journey and their slow walk. And so I have to still be there as a brother mm-hmm. and uh, make opportunities so where I can get people that, uh, that maybe not all the way over uh, in Christ like me, but they still have an opportunity to be around the th- things of God and an opportunity to, uh, to serve. It's about one man planning, one man watering, and then watching God bring the increase. So I just took on the task of a planter and a waterer rather than a, a pointer, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's good. No, that's, that's good. Listen, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble, talking with their super talented Q Heen to redeem. We got to go to break. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. You're tuned back into The Fix, your source of faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry, right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. And uh, yeah, we're chopping it up with our babe, area brother, Q Heen to redeem. Q, man. Um, you dropped so many gems, man, in that first one, man. Um, I, I really want to hear. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I can ask you this because I feel like you a vet. You know, you've been around, especially mm. you've been around. Okay. You know, guys like Seven and, mm. and who do real street ministry. What's mm-hmm. missing? What's missing right now in Christian hip hop? In your humble opinion, like what's that one thing that you think is missing? Oh man, um, I think you guys is beginning to get it. Uh, what I noticed is this, um, what, what, what our forefathers was T-Bones and Gospel Gangsters, I'm talking about on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a great platform, but they, uh, I think when they left, we weren't handed down uh, a, a fan base to, to go and tour with and just a cultivate a fan base. Well, my homies, 116 and Lecrae, they had cross movement that kind of passed the mantle down to them and they got inherited a a great fan base to steward and and we got some great things for that. What we missing is what we about to get through Miles Minix and the other great uh, West Coast artists. It's like God said, uh, I think we here on the West Coast are more urban missionary based because of that. We had to take the Underground Railroad mm. to my brothers Cray and them. They did urban, they did missionaries, but we was street missionaries. Where we've been to the like the Pork and Bing projects, Houston, Texas, Fifth Ward, Chicago. We go to the places where people's kids and so I think that's all in God's divine way of how he built this thing. But I think what we are missing is that unity of connecting both of the things together some type of way and some type of how. You know, we've all been in each other's circles in the past and I would like to see, I would like to see us all, um, man, come together as a body. You know what I mean? All great guys, great MCs, the best. Mm-hmm. To me, you got uh, Seven, which is the underground king, the, the goat of this. And then you got Lecrae, which is the, a goat too in his own right. But I would mm-hmm. like to see them do an album together. 
Oh, oh, Lord. Oh, oui. I think I need to add that to my wish list. Too. I love to see it, man. I, well, I, can, I, can, uh, I could do like Sim- Simeon in the Bible. Just, I, could go, I could go home and be with the Lord now. I just Listen, what shut I that down. See. Call me home. Disappear. <laughs> Evaporate. Yeah. yeah, because, gosh, I didn't even. Who thinks of that? That's insane. That would be a project. Yeah, that'd be that, real. That thing, that thing would teach. It's that like thing. we all started together. We we all started together. I remember doing a show with Seven and Lecrae down in um in San Diego, and that was just a such a dope clash in the uh, culture together. And so you have a man, I just you, a fan of the culture. That's just something that I wish would happen. At least a song that'd be dope. Listen, uh, God's not through with any of us yet. So uh, that's a possibility. <laughs> See, so mm-hmm. I know Fuck is gonna be Fuck is gonna be texting both of them as soon as we get off. Hey, hey, listen, hey. <laughs> Listen, I ain't gonna hold you. I, I'm gonna definitely try to see if I can reach out to Cray and see if I can, you know, put that in his spirit. So listen, Q, you do your side. You do, you do your part. You hit up uh, seven. Uh, let's seven. make this the thing. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, I'd be like, homie, man. I, I had a thought. I had, I had a, a thought, thought, bro. In prayer. Biggie said it was all a dream, right? Let's talk about your music before we get out of here, man. Talk about your music. Mm-hmm. Um, what you got? Work? What you working on? And everything you got going? Well, well let me tell you this, man. My last uh, album, my last EP was with it had the Jesus or Nah and uh, that. Um, but I just had life's troubles hit me, man. Marriage went turned upside down. I even um, got into addiction. I backslid a small time, and so because of that, I took uh, five years off, man, and just made sure that I uh, got rooted and wrapped. Grounded and rooted, excuse me, rooted and grounded and, and, um, just mature, man. Did stuff like, uh, like worked a job, you know, did stuff like just, pay, uh, went through counseling and stuff like that with life. Mm. And so, um, I watched God mature me in a lot of ways. And so this album that I got coming out is called Jesus or Not an Album. And so, uh, man, just got some great surprises on it. And then the first single off that is Thank You for Another Day. Because mm-hmm. how I got through this five years is uh, taking it one day at a time and just waking up and telling God, thank you for what I have now. Thank you for what I still have left. Thank you for just giving me the mind to praise because it was one point of time. So I was all the way out there and had messed all the way up. But by his grace and mercy, he's still mm-hmm. able to reach down in the slimy places we get ourselves into sometimes. And uh, man, it, man, it's been five years uh, free from addiction and free from that stuff, and so it's bring a, a, a humbling to me. But also, I have an understanding for those that are struggling in that type of way. And so, uh, I've made this. I think this song will cater to you uh, if you're in that place where you struggle, or if you're in addiction, or if you're anything. So that's where I'm at. This album is going to be probably the, great, the greatest, completest, maturest work that I ever had, and so. Stay tuned and look for it. Well, listen, okay. I appreciate you letting everybody know to stay tuned and look forward to this, but you said something uh, very powerful concerning um, walking through addiction. And I I got a question and this is, this is from one addict to another who been out and overcame everything from Mm -hmm. smoking, whatever, snorting, whatever, doing whatever, like Mm -hmm. trust me, drinking, whatever. What is something that you could tell someone who is addicted 
that um, maybe they don't they don't know that God can do or something that they don't believe something that you you didn't find out till you got on the other side of it like oh you know like if I just would have a b and c or you know like like something that was like man if I, I need to share this little bit right here with everybody like just to help them get to that point of you know basically where you are now like well first of all <clears throat> if you ain't done drugs man don't do it so what I literally did is uh, if you are in that place I got to a place where I just cried out to Jesus and said you got it and then my crying out he gave me the strength to say no and then I didn't have the desire anymore he literally uh, it, it was divine it was something I, de- I cried out to him he broke the addiction where I could walk away. And so when I walked away, then I had to change paper, uh, people, places, and things. Mm-hmm. I had to do stuff, shut down my old Facebook, shut that, change my phone number, and then replace replace those things with a, a new addiction. So, you know, I put stuff in the elevator, church, and uh, I had hung around why people uh, would nourish me. And I I began to have to say no more, and I uh, kept walking in this direction until you see me here today. That's good. So I would tell the people, man, make a pivot, cry out to God, make your pivot, and make your replaces. Replace people, places, and things, and and and, and God will uh, help you with the rest. That's good. Listen, that's super dope. Uh, we definitely greatly uh, appreciate you sharing that because we do talk about addictions all the time on the show, mm-hmm. and that's a real thing. Um, I think sometimes as believers, yeah. we don't want to get naked and we don't want to share. Uh, with people, you know, but, but that's the only way we can change is, is sharing these stories of how God, uh, got us through, um, all the trials of these addictions. Cause it, like, we all struggle in this area, but a lot of times, uh, we don't want to, you know, own up to it and look ourselves in the mirror and say, you know what? I need to ask God to remove this taste out my mouth or this desire to do this or this, whatever it may be. So that's powerful. You're right. Like you said, you just said, you know, first and foremost, you said, let me cry out to God. I need, I know this is a God sized assignment. I can't do this on my own. So I appreciate you just even saying that, man. That's real. Yeah. Submit to God, resist the devil, then he will flee. And so what that looked like for me, uh, it was porn too. I had to uh, literally uh, uh, literally submit, uh, say, uh, tell God, hey, yo, I-, I have an issue in this area. And when I would be by myself and the devil would say, get the porn, get the computer, I, I had to literally speak verbally. I will not get the horn and get the computer. That's and I had to speak verbally out my life and, and, and continue to uh, submit myself to God in that way. And it's been five years as well. Uh, one day turned into a week, a week turned into a month, to a year, and it's been five years by the grace of God He's given me the, the, the strength to, to give him that area of my life. You know? That's awesome. That's Listen, awesome, bro. Well, that is awesome. We, <laughs> listen, we're praying for each other because we all, we, listen, yeah. we, we move from grace to grace each and every day. So we all uh, have to uh, pick up our cross. But yes, absolutely. We we praying for you, brother. Pray for us. Listen, tell the people how they can connect yeah. with you, to him, uh, before we get out of here, how they can follow you on all your social media platforms, as well as uh, introduce your latest single. Absolutely. It's just Q-Him to redeem pretty much in all your search engines. If you put Q-Him to redeem it, a pop up, you will see it. Uh, go press like, man. Come get at me. If you need somebody just to pray with, man, either we go put you into a direction. Somebody, man, get at us, man. We, This is our life. Our life is given uh, to the gospel. I'm a regular guy that, that makes mistakes, too. 
that just loves Jesus. And so uh, we regular people. We ain't on no pedestals. Just uh, get at me. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to The Fix. And The Fix is in. You tune back into the fix, your source for faith infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry, right here on Sirius XM Channel 154. And listen, you know, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble, we back at it. Yeah, uh, got this get real Monday conversation, Dice. <laughs> we talking about attitudes today, huh? Yes, we're talking about the attitudes. You know, what's your attitude? Uh, you know, how was your attitude? And I would definitely say your attitude is uh, going to determine your latitude as the saying goes so focus i'm glad that you are embracing this uh, topic today i was just sharing with you that definitely through ministry and mentoring and different things like that i have often ran across individuals who are brilliant super smart gifted talented you know just have that thing that you can just see with their attitude is limiting them, you know, from mm. opp- it keeps them from opportunity. It keeps them from uh, people even knowing that they possess these gifts, talents, and skills. And so I just, uh, I want us to get into this today. Um, have you, let's, let's, let's get into this definition real quick. And then I want to ask you uh, a personal question uh, about your attitude. But first we got to make sure we understand the definition of attitude. So. Wait a minute, Wait a minute, I ain't know he's gonna get personal. <laughs> personal. <laughs> and I'm gonna ask you a question. This is a uh, this is a interruption. No, it's not one of those meetings where you're like, "Welcome to the meeting, focus." This is about your attitude. <laughs> it's not like that. But listen, though, your attitude. Here's the definition of attitude: a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something. Typically, one that is reflected in a person's behavior. Another example is a position of the body proper to or implying an action or a mental state. So you have this unspoken attitude of just how you're coming off. You know, people always say your resting face. <laughs> we know people are like, oh, that's just, my, that's just how I look. I'm not mad, you know, but, you know, they say perception is reality. You know, people don't know you. People that don't know you often perceive how you are by if your arms are crossed, if you're standoffish, you know, like if you're rolling your eyes or not looking at them, you know, you might think that a person is uninterested in what you're saying. And so we have a we have a, a couple of things going on here. But for real, though, your attitude is how you feel or think about something. And usually the way that we know you feel or think about something is how you how you how you talk, you know, how you act. You know, how do I know you're a Christian if I ain't never seen you do anything Christian-y? How do I know mm. you're a Christian if I've never heard you say anything Christian-y? I don't know. You know, so your attitude often isn't just the words that are coming out of your mouth. It's it's a few things here. It's like, all right, your whole attitude is you and uh, who you are. So, um, yeah, so we're, we're going to we want to jump into this. And definitely we, there's plenty of scripture to back up the posture of our attitude, how we should think, how we should treat our brother and sister, you know, how we should walk the path that God has set before us. And as we all know, it's a very, it's a positive, it's in a positive way. So, but, I, but my question for you is like, have you ever thought about your attitude? Towards have any- I ever thought about it? Yeah, just towards anything. Like, what is my attitude towards anything? 
it's funny you ask that because I so anybody who knows me knows I'm not a morning person I like I like to let's just be very clear I, I'm not a morning person but I, I I I prefer doing things in the morning I know that doesn't make sense but that's just really what it is <laughs> so you know my wife always gets on me for this because it takes me a minute to one when I wake up in the morning, I have to process everything. So, all right, I have my time with the Lord. Um, I'm trying to get into the right spirit. Let's be very clear. This is always a push for me. This is always why I have to have me two, three cups of coffee before I hop on here on Mondays because I don't like Mondays. I don't like Mondays. Everybody knows me, knows if I could do what I want to do, we would only be on Tuesday through Friday, dice because I don't like Mondays. But that's just, you know, <laughs> that's just real reality. <laughs> I don't like Mondays. So, yes. I, I do understand and my wife has gotten on me that's why I brought this up with the morning thing my wife had to bring it to my attention that listen bruh I get that you you know maybe not be a morning person or you don't like Mondays but you mm-hmm. definitely have to wake up with a better attitude and be grateful that you you know God woke you up another day mm-hmm. you have another day to come done for him to be mm-hmm. used in a powerful way so mm-hmm. it, I have been doing it so regularly Dice just waking mm-hmm. up kind of grunt in the morning just being honest I'm just being <laughs> transparent you know not not wanting to get up and didn't realize that to your point my attitude was being uh, um, my wife noticed it mm-hmm. um, my daughter noticed it mm-hmm. It really didn't go past my household because, like, once I get in my car and I'm riding to work, you know what I'm saying, in the morning, mm-hmm. by then, I, I've listen, I've already prayed probably two, three times. Mm-hmm. I've also had my music on. So now I'm getting that in my spirit to mm-hmm. where, all right, let's go. Let's go out and make sure we represent Christ to the best of our ability. And so I'm usually good by then. But yes, if, if you catch me first thing waking up, <laughs> might be a shark biting you. <laughs> <laughs> But that's funny. Uh, you said somebody else had to call you out on that because otherwise you'd probably still be in that flow. You know, uh, definitely still in that zone. And um, I mean, I've had the same thing happen to me and not necessarily with the morning thing. I don't like to talk in the morning. I'm happy. I'm happy. I just don't want to talk. You know, I don't have a lot to say. We share the same thing. So here's the thing. Yeah. Let my wife tell it. No, no, that you, your attitude ain't right. Because my wife is really bubbly like that too. She wants to talk. No, she wants to, like no, my wife. No. My wife wants to have full blown conversations. I'm at six a.m., five a.m. Yeah, you know, four thirty in the morning, no. five o'clock. The Lord, I get it. The Lord has spoke to you. You have risen up way before me. Right, I'm not ready. I know there are a lot of there's a there's there some mornings I have. So let's be very clear. I I, I did. I have gotten better in that. Mm-hmm. And some and sometimes I, I realize I have to. And this is the sacrifice. This is for my my married folk right here. Sometimes you have to sacrifice that for the better good of your spouse because mm-hmm. you think it's not important to you, mm-hmm. but it's very important. Mm-hmm. So that's something I had to learn too as well. That's good though. It's good. Um, you know, a merry heart does good like medicine. You know, as in proverbs, like you kind of got to. You got to shake yourself out of. You got to renew your mind. We got a thousand scriptures that help you to kind of fix your 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 attitude. And people usually don't think about their attitude. It's very easy to point out somebody else's attitude. It's so easy. Oh, I can't believe this person. Oh, here they come. Oh, every time I see them, like it's so easy. It's so easy. But often, I don't believe that we sit down with our actual attitude on how we are approaching life, how we are approaching people. 
you know, how we're approaching a situation. And uh, we talked about meditation. I think I think meditation is, is plays a huge role in your attitude. It can help you to adjust that attitude because you're going to have to meditate on something to help you transform your attitude. You're going to have to have something in your mind as a reminder or something that you're leaning on or leaning into to help you change your attitude. That's if, if you feel like you need to change your attitude. But I personally feel like your attitude can always get better. Always get better. There was um, this pastor, uh, Helen Music. Shout out to you, Pastor Helen in Lexington, Kentucky. And she just said she uh, realized when she had a job, she was working at a college and they were in like a board meeting and she just realized she had a terrible attitude in, in a particular moment of where she was making comments and she said the Lord spoke to her and, and was just telling her, if it's not going to add to, don't say it. Mm. Don't say it. And to me, I use probably her as an example each week. Focus. Sometimes I even write on my hand. You know how they tell you, stop writing on your hands. You know how little kids write with markers. Sometimes I'll just put add two on there. You know, when I'm having a horrible day, just to remind myself you know you're not in the best of spirit. You're not in the best mood. Please don't mess up anybody else's attitude. You know, like if you can't add to their conversation or add to, um, you know, what they're talking about right now, we're not going to say it. We're going to keep it to ourselves, you know, and, um, you know, not bring them down. Uh, what's the lady, the little tap at the lady, the, the vegan lady? She's like, uh, have a good day. Yeah. If you can't have a good day, don't go messing up no, nobody else's day or whatever. I'll oh, tap it. the brown. Yeah. I, and I love that. It's like, yeah, you might not be able to shake yourself out of your attitude or where you are in that particular moment. You can have something major going on at the house, you know, somebody's sick or in the hospital, like, and it's hard for you, but you don't have to put that weight on anybody else. You know, you can deal with yours. You and, and you and the Lord can work, work that thing out. So, Anyways, anyways, I love it. Okay, okay. So uh, how do we deal with people who have attitudes who um, are very destructive, like, you know, in our lives? Like, I, w- I want to get into that. I don't know if we'll have time to get into that before the first break. But uh, that's something I definitely... We're good on time. So l- let me make sure I understand you clearly. How do we deal with people who have attitudes who may yeah. be having a negative effect over everybody else? Everybody else. So they're a part of your life. Like, they're close in your life like you can't run from them they are here to stay they're in your family maybe you married to them you know maybe they're your, maybe they're your child maybe they're your co-worker you know but your co-pastor you know i mean this particular person you know they're they just they have a they have an attitude problem as we like to say like how do we so go ahead, how, go oh, ahead. let me let me think uh, so first i, I i'm, I'm <laughs> definitely going through our lord and savior in prayer especially when you talk about family members yeah and you even you, you brought up a pastor i said i don't know if i'm be honest with you i don't know if i could be up under a ministry with a pastor who has a bad attitude at least for me mm-hmm. I, I don't think that should come from the head now you know you can have some flaws None, nobody's perfect but that attitude can can rip people apart let's be very clear like you, you catch somebody with the wrong attitude and you constantly have to deal with it I don't know where the balance is. That's why I want to definitely hear what you got to say. But where's the balance at? Because, okay, if you're not able to effectively, you know, love on that person in a way to where they start changing, mm-hmm. does your attitude start changing every time you come around? Because let's be real, spirit recognized spirit. So, like, if that spirit of, you know, always being disgruntled, 
disrespectful, you know, because when I think attitude, you know, it, it can go a lot of ways. Well, like like you said, like you said, like you said, let's be clear. <laughs> That's one of your, sta- your statements. Let's be clear. Uh, the transfer of the spirit is real. So as you are spending lots of time with people who have, quote unquote, attitude problems, there is a huge chance that that thing can jump on off on you, regardless if you believe that or not it's just factual when you're when you spend time in a space where the energy is negative um it is it's it's just a biological thing too you know like we don't even have to get all super spiritual about it and it energy is is never destroyed it is always transferred like if i set a bottle on the table and i knock the bottle off the table something's going to happen when that bottle hits the ground i mean it's just that's it's like you ain't even got to be uh uh, you know, spooky to know that that energy is going somewhere. So if I am constantly around somebody who has negative energy, it's going somewhere. It's either an atmosphere. And I know a lot of times, uh, you know how it is. You can walk into a room and know somebody just finished arguing in that room and you get in there and it feels real weird. <laughs> and, and nobody. I Listen, I get it. I get in there and I turn right back on. <laughs> turn right back. I'm going to let y'all have my moment because I wasn't supposed to be here. Because I, I only. Don't be taking that on me. <laughs> yeah, you're just rolled up in the middle of something. You're like, why am I? Why are you even arguing with me? I, this ain't. I don't even have nothing to do with me. You know, <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So it's important for us to uh, kind of watch that. Philippians two and fourteen says, "Do all things without murmurings and disputing." So even when we're confronting our brother or sister, you know, in Christ, it should be done in love. It should not be done with all the the grumbling and the fussing. And honestly, um, when you walk in love, it does change a person's attitude. It's hard for somebody to be mad at you when you're always loving on them, when you when you come to them in, in a loving manner. So um, like I said, we got a lot of scripture we can run through today. Many, many examples of, of how our attitude should be. But it's not easy if we could be very honest. It's not easy. Yeah. Listen, we're going to be very honest. We, listen, DJ Focus. Okay. Okay. We have to break. Listen, we talking about your attitudes today. I'm telling you, this is on the book. Tell somebody we own. The Fix Squad is on. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. You're tuned back into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. Checking back in. Listen, we talking about attitudes today, you know? How is your attitude? You know, What does your attitude look like when you walk in that room and, you know, how do you affect people? Do you got a loving attitude? Mm-hmm. Do you have an attitude, uh, you know, that you're tearing people down? Because that's a real thing. And, and we talked a little bit about it. Yeah. About family, friends, um, co-workers having bad attitudes and just how do you deal with that? Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, Dice. No, we, mm-hmm. we, we, we talked a little bit about it. Let's dive more into it. That is a very hard thing to do. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm going to share. I had a person that I worked with almost... Mm-hmm. <laughs> eight nine years who had a terrible attitude mm. this gentleman was like a scrooge like you know you, you know like the scrooge you know around holidays you got a mm. scrooge who just oh i don't like the holidays i don't like it. this was this guy every day for no reason like I, I i really i really believe he was just mad at the world one he needed some he, he needed some therapy he never got the therapy i i suggested some counseling some therapy for him because he was just always angry he had this very like bitter, angry attitude every day, mm-hmm. and it was like, bro. And I and this is what I'm saying. God really worked with me because 
I had to work with this brother for almost eight years, Dice. Let me tell you something. It was not easy. Hmm. If Thank God for earbuds. Earbuds are one of the best things that ever happened because this particular job I was working, we could listen to music. Listen, I invested in earbuds right away. So I wouldn't hear everything he had to gripe and complain about and hmm. had this attitude about. But believe me, I, when I say it, it used to tear me down some days and I was like, wow, why, why am I acting this? Because I again been around that negative spirit all day take that home mess around and get into heated conversations with my wife about nothing that had nothing to do with nothing just because i'm in a bad attitude because <laughs> i've been around this screws. i ain't had nothing seriously they wouldn't had nothing to do with nothing i've been around this scrooge all day i got this negative energy like you said taking it home instead of praying that thing off of me before i walked in my house yeah I, once again life is let, let, let me just say this i know, I know you want to speak <laughs> no, you're fine. you the life lessons that we learn as believers is by far, to me, I, it, it helped me. I, I don't think if I didn't go through a lot of the life experiences I went through, I don't think I would be this far in my understanding as a believer. I don't. I really don't. I, I think for me personally, a lot of things I went through, they were necessary. I, I needed to go through that to understand the importance of why we need a savior, understand mm-hmm. the importance of why I need to be transformed by renewal of the mind. Like mm-hmm. some things... I be around people i can sit down if i can just identify it right off the top oh, okay i know what's going on right there okay that's a spiritual thing going on right there oh okay this you know so i i really know how to navigate and weave my way through now it's like okay no no worry let me, let me little bob and little weave a little bit because yeah yeah you're not gonna take my joy because you don't have any joy or because you have a bad attitude but yes I, I i had to work with a scrooge for like seven years and um i every now every so now and then i, I still talk to him a little bit but mm-hmm. Listen, I try to pray with that brother. I try to get that brother to come to church. I don't know. I, I ain't gonna say he, he he's a lost cause, but I will say that uh, he's 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 running because he he actually knows the word and he knows mm. uh, I could have a relationship with God. No, a that's a good bit. one. No, let's listen. Let's stay right there. Let's stay right there because that's good. You shared that story about your coworker and the attitude and um, how that could kind of change your attitude and how you kind of had to put some blockage in your ears so you're not absorbing that attitude but you just made a very profound statement you said he he knows the word yes so if a person knows the word but still has a problem with their attitude what does that say and all I hear is we got some Holy Ghost work to do. You gotta let the Holy Ghost. You gotta let the Holy Spirit work on you. It, it, you should never be the same. Even if, even if I have an attitude today about, um, I don't know how I feel about people that wear the color red. Tomorrow, it shouldn't be that I still have an attitude about people that wear the color red. If I truly have been leaning into the Lord, asking God to change me, asking the Lord to help me. Maybe I got a problem with people who wear the color orange, but it shouldn't be red. You know, I should be progressing towards something different. Like if mm-hmm. I, if you've been saved, you get saved today and five years from now, I shouldn't call you and you still got the same attitude or the same problem with the same person or the same situation. You should be very different. God is a transforming God. God is not a God who wants to leave you somewhere. The Lord always saves you from something for something and there's a change that has to happen uh between the moment you really come to know the lord and you get ready to leave up out of here so um i wanted to give a tip a few a few tips too but um 
I, Go ahead. I, I, you know, I know. I'm just saying, like, I, I know attitudes can change depending on the season. You know, you and I, we always talk about different seasons, you know, concerning like family and friends and different things like that that go on in life, which everybody has the same thing happening in their life. Depending on the season you're in, that can determine your attitude and how you're pr- presenting to other people, how you're showing up. Like when life is kicking you behind, it could really change your attitude but one of the things I will say this and I don't know if you've had the this, this same situation focus man have you ever met a person who you didn't even know they was going through something because their attitude was so awesome but later on they they give you the testimony and you're just like wow it's very encouraging because you're like man you was at church you were you were praying you were praying for me you know what I'm saying <laughs> like you were showing yeah. up early and you had no idea that their wife had cancer or it was in the hospital for two months the whole time they were enduring you or, you know, they picking you up to go to work or whatever. And you just had no idea that they were about to lose their house, you know, if they hadn't made that last, you know, but because their attitude is so in the Lord, you know, like I'm partnering with the Lord. I'm walking in the spirit, you know, I'm trusting God. And the words that are coming out of my mouth are going to speak life over my situation. I'm going to continue to speak life over you. Like, just because life changes doesn't mean my attitude should change. I mean, and that's a hard Mm. pill to swallow, but these are facts. Like, the same attitude I have, you know, my positive attitude, you know, my best attitude or the the attitude that I have in knowing that God's got me, I need to keep that going. You know, like regardless of if my if the world is falling apart around me, because it doesn't change who God is. Don't matter what's going on, it doesn't change who the Lord is. My attitude needs to reflect that. That's one way that I get to shine my light on on other people. That's one way I get to, um, you know, testify and let people know, like, oh, I, like I'm standing firm in my faith. I've been through a lot, so just because I get a new problem, don't mean it's a new. You know, my God is off the throne. The same God. Same God that brought me through the last thing or bring me through this one. You know, so I, I'm just, I want, I want to share that because I'm like, it's important for you to have the best attitude you can when you're around other people. The world is, is going through a lot right now. And people really need you to stand firm. You know, that, that's what we're called to do uh, in Christianity. And I think we could do it a little bit better. But sometimes we got to think about the attitude we're we're actually having like you know saying that's that's something you can add to your prayer early in the morning lord please (laughs) you know (laughs) like you know i really don't feel like going into work i really don't feel like dealing with such and such miss johnson or whoever you know as soon as i know they're gonna bother me but lord give me the right attitude give me the right prayer for the person who has the attitude like give me the right word to say because I know they're going to approach me or I'm going to have to deal with them or work with them. But Lord, give me the right word and the right spirit to give the word. You said something earlier, focus, um, you know, just concerning, yeah, the guy who knew the word. And I'm like, even from a Christian standpoint, there have been a lot of people who I know they know the Lord and I know I know they've been going to church forever, but it's it's the attitude in which they try to tell you something. Sometimes it's you like, man, that's weird. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's weird. Sometimes people can't receive from you when your attitude is off, you know, or as we'd like to say, your attitude stank. 
you know. So, um, I mean, I'm for real. You could be, you really, you might, God might really give you a word for somebody, but your attitudes in the wrong, you got the wrong spirit going on, you know, and that could honestly limit how the other person receives what God has given you, you know, like, you know, you have a child. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, God to tell you something, but it depends on how it come out your mouth to how the child responds to it, because kids are going to do the opposite of what you say. So it's like you right. have you got to learn. Oh, man, I can't adjust their attitude. I have to tell them what God put on my heart. So you got to adjust your attitude, even though you don't want to. You're like, man, if I don't switch this up, they're going to do the total opposite of what I got to say. So I'm just saying, like, our attitudes really help people. Um become better it helps people to receive better and and in turn it helps us be a better person just it builds our strength of leaning on the lord and walking in our faith yeah ephesians 4 23 Mm. um it just speaks on you know just like you said to your point uh being renewed in the spirit of your mind Mm -hmm. and to uh, allow for yourself to be created in the likeness of god and allowing for god's true righteousness and holiness Mm -hmm. to change and and mold you to who you need to be so without listen without getting that mind mm-hmm. turned around without thinking more spiritually you're not going to be able to be successful in this i'm just being honest because it's rough mm-hmm. the, the, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you and i know you know no no the, the, listen these real live demons we we, we fight against i know mm-hmm. y'all, y'all don't y'all don't get over spooky or whatever you want to call it but mm-hmm. i just know that i'm telling you i have seen people and myself you know included at times mm-hmm. when you talk about rage and anger and bad mm-hmm. attitudes mm-hmm. that thing just snaps like it, it's like it's like a snap you know what i'm saying all of a mm-hmm. sudden you like you say you walk in the room and you're like wait a minute what did i walk into wait a minute let me turn around and get out of here because <laughs> you could just no seriously you'd be like wait a minute i just walked out of the room and y'all was cool i walked back in the room and y'all, y'all on 10 for no reason for no reason yeah for no reason a lot of times when we these attitudes these people have it's, it's really for no reason mm-hmm. yeah no reason um i can't think of the pastor's church uh that i was at but it was this uh, gentleman one day preaching and he was talking about um self um like when you're talking about yourself as a form of worship when you find a person who their life is highlighted so before you even walk up to me i already know Who's getting on your nerves? I already know who did what. I already know the problems that you have with such. I already know all of your negative situations that you have going on. It becomes a form of self-worship because every day, I'm talking about myself. Every day, I am expressing how other people around me have an issue, but not me. I'm not the problem. But everybody else around me has a problem. So I'm, I'm trying to raise myself up onto this pedestal like I'm better than all the people that are around me and and, and, it, and it's just it's unfortunate because it's distracting and here's and I, and I and I don't know who this is for but it's like you you meet people your throughout your life they're talented they're gifted maybe they can sing well maybe they can manage business well they can manage um, a facility well or maybe they can dance or they can sew like and you 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 meet this person and you're like man I want to introduce them to somebody else, but mm. you know, I, I want to, you know, I would want them to work with me, but you know, like you already know, they're not going to pass the interview. I can't introduce you to all my friends. I can't take you everywhere. It's not that you're not gifted or talented, 
oh, they're a really good singer. Yeah, but they can't go on tour because their attitude is going to destroy everybody on the bus. And it's like, that's what I'm saying. It's super important for us to spend some time, reflect on how we actually think about others, how we actually approach new people, how we approach new situations, how we, how are you when you get into a new environment? You know, like, what is your attitude? How you approach a different race? You say you get hired, you had a new building. Now the race is the total opposite of yours. How do you approach that? You know, like these are things that could hinder you in life and hold you back because you have this preconceived notion in your mind of, oh, that's just me. That's how I am. I just tell like it is. I'm just going to pop off. Oh, I'm just calling a duck a duck, a, a kettle, a kettle black, skillet black. Like you just have all these things that you've been picking up your whole life. And it's like it can literally hold you back. Just having attitude. This attitude. And here's the thing. Half the time, people that have attitudes don't even know why they have attitude. They've just been that way for so long. They just walk in nastiness. So it's like, it's unfortunate because you, <laughs> it's like, man, I know so many people. Nastiness. Nasty. You just walk in it. You walk in it. You walk in nastiness. We know when you come in, you're going to have something smart to say. Why do I know that? Why do I know that? Because that's you. That's you every day. And it's like, how many people have been offended by that? How many people actually want you on their team, but they already know they got to deal with that mouth and you're not going to be able to manage people very well. So they just leave you out there. That's why you don't get promoted. Oh, man, I work so hard in here. I'll never get promoted. I wonder why. I wonder why. Because it's not that you don't know the job, can't do the job, aren't great at the job. But what, what, what attitude do you have towards the people in front of you? Because here's the thing. One thing I learned, people are God's currency. So it don't matter what, what you do. You can have all the money in the world. You can play in the NFL, NBA. You know, it don't matter. Sports team. You can even be in the secular realm. It don't matter. It works the same. It's the same process. God's people. He created people. God blesses people through people. People are God's currency. And how you treat folk it matters. It, it really matters. So that's why I'm like, man, we have so many scriptures in the Bible that constantly refer us back to having the mind of Christ, loving on others, spirit of joy, kindness, lovingness, you know, approaching your brother, you know, with love, you know, like speaking to each other without the mumbling and the grumbling. Like it was important to God for us to have a great positive attitude toward one another. Even even the things, even the goals that we have to uh, are trying to accomplish or the journey that we're on it matters how you um, experience the journey your attitude will determine how you experience your journey like a lot of times the lord is always teaching us lessons but it's like how you receive that lesson that god is trying to teach you it's going to depend on your attitude absolutely your attitude um i mean i can only speak to this thing because i i totally I've had to walk through so many different seasons and I, I didn't have the luxury of changing my attitude because I had other people depending on me or I was the oldest or I was that. So I didn't even have the luxury of getting in a funk and changing my attitude. It was like, now you got to turn it all the way up and you have mm. to pull people. You got to pull other people up because, you know, as leaders, Christian men and women of God, that's what we're called to do. We we are we are definitely called to lift. We are lifters, spirit lifters. So I don't know. I just that was that was heavy on me for uh for our mon- our, our get real Monday. I'm just tired of people with attitude problems. <laughs> so I'm like I'm trying to love on people, but I'm but you got to give people the keys 
got to give them your tips, your keys, and whatever God told you and how you got through and how you changed your attitude. Got to share that with people. What were you going to say, Focus? Sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Talking attitudes today. Keep it locked. You're tuned <laughs> into the fix. And the fix is in. You're tuned back into the fix. Your source of faith infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry right here on Sirius XM channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. And listen, we've come to the end of another hot show. We appreciate you guys rocking with us again today. Um, we pray that you guys are getting ready to have a great day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that, that conversation we had today, Dice on Attitudes, I think it was very much needed. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have some room to grow in that area. Like I say, I, I you know, I have my days. Some days are better than others in the morning. Um, so I just have to, you know, get better in that area. It's okay mm-hmm. to say you need mm-hmm. to get better in the area, uh, Kings and Queens. That's that's one thing that humility has shown me. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay. Just, just yeah. say, yeah, uh, you know, I might not be where God wants me just yet, but he's still working on me. He ain't gave up on me. I ain't giving up on him. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think we all have room to grow in the area of attitude. I mean, it's a, it's a journey. It's definitely, you, you don't arrive. <laughs> It's definitely a journey. So, like you said, we will definitely be praying. I know uh, y'all pray for me too, you know, and pray for focus too, because he already told y'all. <laughs> Please pray for me. Said that pray morning time is a challenge sometimes with the attitude, but uh, I mean, God is is more than able than to get us all through the change of having a, a better attitude and a more positive attitude, and we're supposed to be counting it all joy. And uh, so, you know, find your little scripture to lean in on to uh, this Monday and uh, just take it one day at a time. But we just encourage you to uh, allow the Lord to do the work inside of you concerning uh, all things attitude. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, shouts out to our brother, Q Heen, the Redeem. Um, it was a pleasure just talking with him, Dice. Uh, mm-hmm. I, like I said, once again, I love his street ministry. I love the fact that, you know, he's he's real humble. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he, you know, he's been through a lot, but he's real humble. And uh, he just has a heart for, for the people. He has a heart to really, you know, share this gospel mm-hmm. um, on another level. And I, I think, like I say, I think everybody's not meant to have uh, the big church or, you know, even the church house. Some people's ministry will be more of evangelizing and going into the neighborhood communities and mm-hmm. at the rec centers and at the local parks and just being within the community, literally your individual community and just being a light there. Right. being able to share the gospel there within your community so i love the fact that he does that he's able to still talk to a lot of his uh partners he was uh doing secular rap with and talk about the cutty talks and, and the bible and whatnot mm-hmm. so yeah I, I appreciate him just sharing his heart yeah absolutely i did too it was good stuff so it was a good monday glad y'all woke up with us and hung absolutely out with us. get ready Get ready for Tiptoe Tuesday. We're going to be right back. Same time, same place tomorrow. Stop playing. 6 a.m. Wake up with us. Listen, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus is the answer. Kingdom advancement is always the goal, kings and queens. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.